You should have received a, a note sheet this morning. You can take notes. There's some scripture on there. You can always go back and take a look at the video, uh, listen to the audio. You can download our app on the, from the App Store. If you'll just look up Lifeway Church, you'll find it. You just look for the logo with the leaf on it and uh, dial in to the message through the week and feed on it. Also, we put out every month, and this is April 1st, um, prayer, a prayer card that you can take with you, put up on your refrigerator, put in your car, pray these points that we have specifically. You know, God is interested in answering specific prayer. You know, we don't, we don't just throw up any old prayer. God is interested in, in us asking specifically, Right? And so we invite you to pray with us because prayer is actually the power of the church. Prayer powers the church. So plug in with us and get involved in prayer. And listen, those who pray go a long way down the road, right? Are you ready to get into the Word this morning? Talk about uh, this, this concept of resurrection. The title of the message is Resurrecting, which uh, I-N-G always means it's an in, infinitum. It, 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 in, it in, puts infinity on the end of any word. And so re, we're going to look at the concept of resurrect, resurrection, and resurrecting. Will you resurrect? Two questions I want, I want us to ask. Will you resurrect, and are you resurrecting? Are you resurrecting? And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. We're going to pray before we get in the word. And I just want to share with you how upset I am at the enemy. I'll just let you know that there's going to be an extra passion in today's message because I'm dealing with the, the passing of a, a dear friend of mine, uh, Pastor Robin Martin, passed yesterday. Some, some of you know Pastor Robin. Uh, we've known each other for 25 years. He's my age. And so this is near and dear to my heart. So I'm dealing with this concept of death and life. And I'm telling you, God is going to do something in this place this morning special. Amen. Because um, I'm just telling you, life is precious, guys. Life is precious. And I can say that the older I get, and I know a lot of you young people are like, yeah, all those old people say. No, I'm telling you, the more you live and the more precious you see every moment is, Let's make the most of it, guys. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful day that you made on purpose, and, and we're going to be glad and we're going to rejoice in it. We thank you, Father, that you show us this concept of resurrection, that you lead us to know the power of your resurrection, Jesus, that you reveal that to us this morning through your word. We humble ourselves. We put ourselves before your word and we say, show us and teach us. Teach us, Lord, how to walk in that newness of life, that resurrection power. And we give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So listen, at any time... You want to join in in this message and just affirm what is being said. Amen is good. Amen. Amen is good. It means so be it. Let it be. Let it be. 
So resurrection, let's look at the word resurrection or resurrect, defined. The word resurrect means the act of being raised from the dead. That's why we're here. The reason that all of us are here this morning is because Jesus rose from the dead. If he didn't, we wouldn't be here. We would have nothing to celebrate. None of us would have experienced this change, this transformation from our heart if Jesus hadn't risen from the dead. So this is the apex of what we believe. This is why, for us, it is our Super Bowl Sunday. Every, <laughs> every church, this is, what, this is what we live for, to, to tell the story of how Jesus loved you so much that he couldn't stop himself from giving his life. It was his choice. We, we saw that last week. It was a choice that he made. It wasn't a script he was reading. It was a choice he made. And all because he loved you, he came. And he came and he gave his life. He was alive in heaven, but he was birthed on earth. He lived on earth. He died on earth. And it didn't stop there. He rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. The, the, the word resurrection means the dead coming back to life. There's three senses or three different meanings that we see from the Word of, from the word of God, in, in the Word of God. We see that uh, the uh, natural life being dead and coming back to life, such as Elijah raising uh, a young boy from death to life. Elisha raised the Shunammite's son. Jesus raised, him, he raised Jairus' daughter. And he raised Lazarus. Peter is recorded in the Bible as raising Dorcas from the dead. Paul is uh, credited or uh, it, it, is, it is recognized that Paul raised Eutychus from the dead. So this resurrection is, is death coming back to life. Something that was alive, that died, and that came back to life. Resurrection. Now, when we're talking about life and death, we have to define what spiritual life is and spiritual death and physical life and physical death, right? Just because you're breathing doesn't mean you're alive spiritually. The Bible talks about being alive unto God. Now, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. But just because you're born on this earth doesn't mean that you're going to live eternally in the presence of God. When we say that someone is spiritually alive, it is because they have chosen to give their life to Jesus. And when you choose to give your life to Jesus, he brings a new birth in your life. He takes what was dead. The Bible says that old things are passed away. The old man is gone. The new man is here. And you're alive unto God. And so there's a difference between spiritual life and natural life. Spiritual death and natural death. Spiritual death means being separated from God. Adam and Eve experienced spiritual death in the Garden of Eden when they disobeyed God. God created two trees, and he said, eat from this tree and don't eat from that tree. And it, they went straight to, to do what God told them not to do. And because they disobeyed God, they experienced spiritual death. They were separated. God sent them out of the garden. But God had a plan. 
to bring spiritual life back to man. And it was through his son, Jesus. And so the dividing line that we see between life and death is Jesus. Even the calendars, even the, 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 those that have developed the calendars through the ages, they say A.D. and B.C. See, the dividing, line is, the dividing line is Jesus. Jesus is the author of life. And so the author of life is the only one that can give life, right? Acts 2.32. You know, Jesus predicted, turn, turn over to Acts 2.32. Uh, I want to say that Jesus predicted his death, burial, and resurrection many times in the Word. He, pro he was a prophet. He was a priest. And he was a king. He is a prophet. He is a priest. And he is a king. He was and he is and he will always be. Right? But he operated in those offices. Prophet, priest, and king. And he prophesied. He told. He foretold that he would die, but that he wouldn't stay dead, that he would be risen from the dead. And here Peter, Peter, one of his disciples, testifies in two different places in the book of Acts after Jesus has risen from the dead. Peter says, God raised Jesus from the dead. And we are all witnesses of this. If you look back in Luke chapter 24, you can see that Peter was one of the first that discovered that Jesus had risen from the dead. That same Peter who denied Jesus three times just days before realized that he was wrong and that Jesus had risen from the dead like he, like he said he would do. Also in Acts chapter 3 and verse 15, this is the New Living Translation, it said, Peter is also speaking, and he says, You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Peter saw this. He couldn't deny that Jesus was dead and now alive. There were witnesses to the resurrection. This resurrection that Jesus came to fulfill, when he said it was finished, he saw in the future to when it was finished, when the price was paid, when, when, when the covenant was satisfied and he was raised by the glory of God from the dead. So the first question for us today in this room is, will you be resurrected? Will you be resurrected? It, this is a personal message for each one of us. Will you be resurrected? You know, we all died spiritually. We all died in Adam. And because of Adam's sin, we were born into sin. And it doesn't matter if your mother brought you to church two days after you were born. You still have to make that decision, that choice, to give your life to Jesus and to take his life for yourself. There has to be that decision, that choice, that transferring of authority that I'm no longer, I no longer belong to Bruce. I belong to God now. And I made that decision when I was 11 years old. 11 years old. I understood precisely what the man was talking about when he was offering salvation. We, I was in a, in a church down in South Georgia at 11 years old, and I remember like it was yesterday. I was just, I, I like to say this, I was just minding my own business. I was there with a friend. I had gone because he asked me to go, and I was sitting in the back. And he said, now it's time for everybody to bow your head and close your eyes. 
And I had, I had been in church before. It wasn't my first time in church. I was 11 years old, and the man said, bow your head, close your eyes. Nobody looking around. So, you know, like 11-year-olds do, they're looking around like, who's looking around? I wanted to see who was looking around. But that day I was captivated, and he explained. Now, you have a door. You have, he said this words, you have the key that unlocks the door of your heart. And if you'll give that key to Jesus, he'll unlock the door of your heart and he'll come in. It was that simple, but it made such an impression on me. In my mind, I had my eyes closed, but in my heart and my mind, I could see this vision of my heart. And there was a door, but not only a door. He didn't say anything about a window, but I saw a window in my heart. And so we went through the process and I gave Jesus the key. He opened the door. He came in. When he came in the door of my heart, a bright light shone out the window. The window was beside the door. You're getting the picture, right? And as the light shone out of my heart, that light grew brighter and brighter and brighter until it just took over the whole scene. And the light actually covered the heart. And I couldn't see the heart anymore because the light was so brilliant. And at 11 years old, I knew from that day that I was born again. Never have I had a doubt that I was born again. I didn't know what it meant. It took me years to learn what it meant to be born again. But I knew from that experience, that choice that I made that day when I was 11 years old, that I had been born again. And we all have to make that choice. If you're in this, in this room today, you're going to be uh, able to make that choice before we leave here. It's that important that you choose to give Jesus your life and to take the life of God into you through his son Jesus. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 so we understand what it means to be dead spiritually. 1 Corinthians 15, 21, and the New Living Translation says, this is Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Corinthian, Corinthia. He said, so you see, just as death came into the world through a man, and that man was Adam, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man, and that man is Jesus. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. And if you have your Bible and you underline who belongs... Underline the phrase, who belongs. Can you see it up there? Who belongs? Everyone who belongs. That's a qualifying statement. If you belong to Christ, you'll live with God forever. Eternal life is only in Jesus Christ. And so we have to make that choice. Jesus, I know and I've heard that you have chosen me, but today I bow my knee and I choose you. That is doing what the Word requires for us to do to be born again. So if we're in Christ, we will be given new life. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. 1 Corinthians 6, 14, it says, And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by His own power. God raised up Jesus. And the Word of God says that by that same power, he will also raise us up because we are found in him if we choose to give him our life. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. 
Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. We're going through a, a few scriptures. You can study them later. If you, if you so desire, you can study them out for yourself. Don't just believe what I'm telling you. You need to study the word for yourself and be convinced. Be convinced. Uh, the second chapter of Ephesians, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show us the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So there was purpose in God raising Jesus up. There was purpose in God causing our spirit to be born again. He desired to raise us up, seat us together with Christ in heavenly places. So in the, in the ages of eternity, he would be able to show us the riches of his grace. That is awesome. Listen, life doesn't stop just with what you see here on earth. There's so much more that we have never experienced. My friend Robin is experiencing many, many things today. I thought about that this morning as, as I was getting ready. He's happy and we're sad. <laughs> How does that work? You know, there's, there's mixed feelings. I'm excited but then, I was just texting him this week. We, we needed to get together and talk. So a part of me went with him. I mean, do you, do you feel that? But in Christ, there's life. Eternal life. So, if you're sure that you will be resurrected, are you being resurrected? Are you walking in his resurrection power? You know, John 10, 10, Jesus said why he came. He said, it's the thief that comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and that that life may be more abundant. So the life that we live right now after we say yes to Jesus, should be more abundant than the previous life that we used to live. Is that right? That is Jesus' purpose for coming to the earth. Not just to save us for heaven one day, but to come and provide the abundant life in the here and the now. <laughs> That's good news. And so... Are we walking in that newness of life? Look at Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, the New Living Translation. There's a higher quality of life. The, the Greek word for uh, the life of God is zoe. Zoe. Isn't it interesting that my friend, Pastor Robin Martin's church was named Zoe? Zoe. And he had a daughter, and he named her Zoe. Right now he's experiencing the abundant, overwhelming Zoe life of God. But that life of God, that, that resurrection life of God, like we sang it this morning, quickens, it makes alive our mortal bodies, our bodies that are blood and bone and flesh. 
His resurrection life has the ability to quicken, to make it alive, deliver us from cancer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Destroy cancerous cells in our body. Look at Romans 6, 4. For we have died and were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. It's that new life that we live in the Zoe life of God that, the, that we can characterize as the abundant life. That's what Jesus came to provide us. Even our bodies have been made alive with the power of his resurrection. Romans 8 and verse 11. Romans 8, 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then with that same spirit, that same resurrection power, I, I don't believe that we're acquainted with the resurre resurrection power like we should be. Paul said it in Philippians that he, he, he wanted to know God more intimately. His purpose, his express purpose in living this life on earth was to know God more intimately and more purposefully and to experience the wonders of the, of the person and the character of God. But not only that, he didn't stop there. He said, and to experience the resurrection power that comes through the life that Christ gives you. In Christ, there is life. Because Jesus said, I am the life. I am the light. I am the life. Right? And so walking in the resurrection power makes us in the process of being resurrected. Right? Not only did we get resurrected when we chose to believe in Jesus and give our life to him, but now we're walking every day in that resurrection power. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I live now is by the faith that I have in the Son of God who gave his self for me. And because he loves me, he didn't, live, he didn't leave me here to live some uh, uh, below-level uh, life, low-level life. He, 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 he rebirthed my spirit and raised me up to live and walk in his abundant life. Right? It's the life of God in us that produces the resurrection of God through us. The, what the world wants to see is, is the resurrection power of Jesus. Right? They want to see the life of God in us. There should be a difference in those who believe God and who have given their lives and hearts to Jesus and those who, who don't know the Lord yet. Right? And the difference is that resurrection power that works and operates in our life. So now we're going to see three people. I want you to see and hear three people that were close to Jesus. They're not actually coming back to earth. <laughs> but there are going to be people that show us. I want you to experience in their words and in their character, what these three people, Peter, Thomas, and Mary Magdalene, must have experienced from the resurrection. I want to ask this very important question. Will you rise? Will you rise?
Will you be resurrected? Fifteen years ago, 2003, my father, my earthly father, was going through life and death. He had cancer, two types of cancer in his body. And at Christmas in 2002, in the hospital, he had an out-of-the-body experience. So fast forward three months, he's at home recovering. His body's full of cancer. The doctor said, all I can do is give you chemotherapy and radiation and send you home. And so one night he's there at home. He knows that life is short. And a lady knocks on the door that was a friend of the family. Turns out that the lady was headed to church that night. It was a Wednesday night. And the Lord told this lady to stop by my father's house. And my father and his wife were there. They invited her in as normal and started talking about the simple things, the weather and how are you feeling. And, and so pretty quickly, this, and I, I'm telling you the story that was told by me by the lady that actually stopped by my father's house. And my father started to tell her real quickly that he had an out-of-body experience. He said, when I left, and, and, and my father's an engineer, so he's very precise and very factual. He's not going to make up some kind of a story. He said, when I left my body in that hospital room that night, three months ago, four months ago, I went down, down, down. The further I went down, the colder it got, the darker it got. All I saw was shadows, and it was frightening, and I never want to experience that again. And she asked him the question. Will you be resurrected? Have you prayed? And have you accepted Jesus? Have you given him your life? And he said, well, one time I thought I did because I repeated a prayer that someone asked me to pray. But he said at that very moment, he said it was from here and it wasn't from here. So I'm telling you that story. And the end of that story was, yes, it was beautiful. She said she led him in the prayer. He prayed and streams of tears were flowing down his face and he lifted his hands and he said, thank you, Jesus. And so life is precious, guys. Life is precious. Will you say yes to Jesus today? Will you confess him out of your mouth? Will you bow your knee to him today and declare that he's your Lord? That's what it's all about. I can't let you go unless I ask you that question. If you're in this place today and you need to make it right, you need to know that you, you've asked Jesus into your life, that he's your Lord. I'm, get, I'm giving you an opportunity here to do that. Everybody bow your head and close your eyes.